We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand a chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. Now this is Ram football right here. This is the Ram football. The lead comes over. Peters comes over. You get Sue. Brandon Cooks comes over. I mean, you guys are loaded. Yeah, yeah. I like it. What better place to do it in, in L.A.? It's one of the hottest teams in the National Football League. We gonna win games. When you got a running back like I do, you got a front seven like I do now. Ooh. That's kind of what make us pros, man. We can handle change fast, you know. The Rams. The Rams. The Rams. Rampage. Radio. Radio. You're listening to Rampage Radio Podcast. Here are your hosts, J-Rob and Jay. J-Rob and Jay. What's good? What's good? Welcome to Rampage Radio Podcast. This is your boy, J-Rob, right here. What's up, guys? This is Jay. Hope you guys are doing well. What up, J-Rob? How was your weekend, baby? Oh, you had a little bit of intensity to that question. I like it. Weekend was busy. Uh, Almost as intense as that statement that you just presented uh, I was uh, at a baseball complex, you know, doing a little bit of site supervising, and that took two full days out of me. So, uh, and then our family came up from old, old Madville down there in Tallahassee. So uh, that was that was busy. What about you? Yeah, uh, great weekend outside of watching um, the Georgia Bulldogs get that ass whooped on on Saturday. But all in all, really good weekend. Uh, spent some time with some family, some friends. 
Uh, Sunday, uh, my travel team, we had a little scrimmage, so I got to be outside, enjoy this beautiful fall weather. It's finally here. It was nice. It's beautiful. It was outside. cool in the morning yeah. and cool at night. It's very, very nice. So it was awesome, man. So, um, welcome to the Rampage Radio Podcast. Uh, appreciate you guys checking us out. As always, hit us up on Twitter at Rampage Radio Pod and follow Rams Talk got at Talk Rams. Two for two. All right. Check them out. Check them out on Facebook as well at what is the what is the website? It's not on here. There it is. Facebook.com slash Rams talk. <laughs> Imagine that. Imagine that. Imagine that. So, uh, yeah. Remember, we got three awesome podcasts on Rams talk. All right. You got talk Rams. You got budding heads. You got our show Rampage Radio, as you guys know. Um so yeah, hook yourself up, man. We got the Rams knowledge. We are five and zero, oh, my brother. Make that six and zero oh now. Six and zero. Oh. You didn't let me finish. I was going to say we were five and zero. Oh, now we're six and zero. Oh. Um, excuse me. You just cut me off. You know. <laughs> I'm used to winning now, dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which I mean, is something I ain't been used to in a decade. Well, I mean, I wouldn't say it was our prettiest game. Can I just say that that you know last week I was we were, we talked a lot about the weather. Do you think that it played, was so overstated? Do you think it played a big role? No, hell no. I, I, that's why. That's what I said last week. I, I guess I was that, so excited about the potential of watching a snow football game that I was just, I was expecting just blizzard weather. I was hoping for blizzard weather, and we we got like uh, a cold weather basically. <laughs> These, yeah, it was cold, and golf wasn't as you know precise as. He typically is, but he wasn't far from that. I mean, and we'll get into this a little bit here. And that was pretty much due to Denver's secondary playing pretty well. I mean, the Rams did put up 23 points, but their secondary played pretty well. So I don't think the cold really did him in for, and he was wearing those gloves. Um, but anyway, we'll get into that. What we will also get into after we recap Denver, we'll look to San Francisco. We'll give you the age money picks early in the week right now. Those lines will probably change, but we'll give you what we got, and then we'll let you guys roll out. So, yeah, it was a nice W, and yet another tough place to play. Uh, for the back-to-back weeks, you know, we talk about going to Seattle. They freaking were amped up, and gave us their best shot, and Denver gave us a pretty tough shot too. Uh, and thank God Cooper Cup's going to be okay. Yeah, no, that's you know one of the biggest storylines of of the week. What was that hit and that that collar, that horse collar tackle, and um, watching him go down, getting carted off, wondering what the hell is going to happen. Is this that serious? Where he's we might be losing for the rest of the year, and I mean. The idea of not having him on this offense for the rest of the year is, is is frightening. Yeah, it is. And you know, the thing is, is when you like you just said, when you see a guy go down on a on a cart, you automatically go to oh ACL. AC, Achilles ACL. ACL the, the, it could ACL. have been a broken ankle, you know. But it's this nine times out of ten is ACL. And you're yeah. like, oh, he's gonna be out for a year. I don't remember. Did they put they put the air cast on? No, 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 okay. no, no. They okay. just put him on the cart and they he just, just rolled out. I okay. mean, he was laying down there and he was he wasn't showing a whole lot of pain. But from a guy like that, he don't show no pain anyway. Have you? I mean, this is a good question. Have you? I uh, you like how I commented on my own question there. Um, have you ever <laughs> seen a player get carted off and then came back? On the field, that I've game. Never, that's the first time I've ever Actually, seen. You know it. what? I I've seen it one time in basketball. Your boy Paul Pierce. 
Oh, you get rolled out on a wheelchair or, and come back and play in the game. <laughs> Meanwhile, this is a night one of NBA basketball. So we're watching that. Actually, this, we were p- peeking in on the Celtics earlier. Do you remember that? I, I don't remember seeing that, but the fact that you just said he got wheeled out on a, on a freaking wheelchair. It was a shoulder was like, injury. It was a shoulder injury. He was holding his shoulder. They like popped it back in and then he and came. He, was, he got rolled out on a wheelchair because yeah. of a shoulder? It, it was a big deal. Everyone was giving him shit about it, about how he couldn't walk off the... F- how long ago was this? Because he was um, oh, he's an old cat the past few years shit, when he, before he retired. It, it could have been eight, nine years ago. Oh, so he, so he was still probably on the, you know, back end of his prime, you it's know, still really good is when the Celtics were loaded. They had Garnett, Allen and, and him. So they were, they were, they were stacked. This when so they were, he came back though. Came what back, saying. came back in the game. Yes. But anyway, so cup for him to come back in the game like that was, was a shock. And he ran some routes and, uh, they weren't just these little piddly routes. I mean, he tried to go uh, on a post route. He mainly, and he was in there to block. He did a lot of blocking for Gurley, which we will definitely get into that because Gurley yes. was an absolute monster. I mean, not, not a great, not a huge take, but we, we, you and I kind of saw that coming. You know, yeah, we, we did. We, we kind of was. Denver was one of the worst teams against the run. And yeah, I think they were like number 31 in the league against the run. The Rams were, were they, they needed to kind of get back to their core, which is Todd Gurley. And, and uh, man, they did that in a big way on yeah. Sunday. Uh, but like you said, glad to see Cup's going to be all right. The, the actual diagnosis is an MCL sprain, and he is considered week to week. He uh, will not play this week, according to Coach Sean McVay. Uh, another guy, Roger Saffold, big-time player for the Rams at, at that guard spot next to Whitworth. He's going to be all right uh, with a sprained knee. Uh, and McVay said that he's going to be ready to uh to go, give it a go against San Francisco. If and he's out, though, who's the guy? If he's out. Then what they did when he went out for uh, those few plays, they slid right guard Austin Blythe over to left guard. God, Blythe. And then Blythe, Blythe has been good. He's been very good. He's been good. <laughs> he has been good. And then Jamal Brown, who he replaced as a starter, came in, and you have starter quality at both left guard st- spots still with uh, Saffold going out. And Saffold has had an injury history with the Rams in his tenure since he's been here. But these past couple of seasons, uh, he's been pretty healthy. Yeah. And you, I'm glad right now, right now, as I sit here, I'm like, man, I'm so glad we have Roger Saffold because he's a big part of that line. And he signed with Oakland. Remember when he signed with Oakland yeah. and then they checked him out physically and they're like, oh no, we nah, can't, can't do nah, it. And this ain't the guy. And, uh, but he's proven to be the guy and that's mainly due to his health. Um, so what did you see with the Rams? Uh, their offense, we're talking about the offensive line. What did you see that the Rams offensive line did, especially in the running game? Well, I mean, they were doing exactly what they've been doing the last couple of years with, with Todd Gurley. They were getting great push. Um, it, they were, they were letting Todd kind of get, get to the second level and then make a guy miss. And you saw many, many chunk plays from Todd Gurley in this many. offensive line. And you, you don't get those plays without, you know, the offensive line, you know, setting their edge or setting the block and, you know, letting a back like Todd Gurley get going. And that was very, very, very exciting to see the Rams get back to running the football. And as, uh, you know, we, we have golf, we have some great receivers, but when this offensive line is, is coming off the ball like that, you know, they can go in anywhere and, and, and win a football game. So it was, it was great. It was fantastic. I mean, I think Pico, who has that crazy hair down there, who was with Cincinnati for the longest time, I don't even think I heard his name, but maybe twice in the run game. And that was due to him catching up with Todd Gurley after getting, 
you know, slowed up by an offensive lineman who was already downfield. You know, and you, like you said, you talk about the push that this line got. It was very apparent. And Todd Gurley, I mean, career day, basically. Yeah. Uh, and like we talked about last week, and you already mentioned it, we had a feeling this was coming. Yeah, no doubt. And against a team like this, that's exactly what you want to see. And that's exactly what we expected. And Duke came through. Well, especially when, like, you know that the Broncos were sitting there game planning all week. Okay, look, we got to stop Todd Gurley. We got to stop Todd Gurley. And they didn't have a plan, and and they couldn't do it. So, like you said, just thinking about the first half, you had the, the, the huge chunk play after – well, we get the ball on the five yard line. First play, bang! We we he runs it out to the thirty, uh, and then you have the fourth and one play, which he scores on. Which you know, the Broncos were loaded up at the at the the, the line of scrimmage, and um, Todd Gurley was was able to pop through and, and score from about 10, 12 yards out. So um, it, it was awesome to see, and, I, and that's the type of football that I really love. And um, you know, you, when you get a back like that, have a game like that, you always want to you want to keep those backs happy. You, know, you yeah. want to keep Todd happy. You know, well, I mean, he's he's obviously been happy since you know it, the season started when he got that contract, and now, I mean, he's he's obviously worth every penny, and he will continue to be because he's still in the very early years of his prime at this point, and uh, he's going to be the guy that's going to be the feature of of the Rams for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Rams offensive line, they were the shining stars too. And you, you never hear offensive linemen getting credit ever, hardly. And, uh, but Mark Schlereth, love him as a commentator personally. I love Mark Schlereth. Yeah, he's he was, awesome. the, he, he's great. And the fact that he played the game at a high level for a long time, uh, great, great, just a great point of view when, when it comes to talking about the offensive line. So he talked about how they were getting pushed, like we all saw. And he talked about the, you know, the pass pro. And honestly, in my opinion, I thought the pass pro actually did a pretty good job. Even though there were five sacks in the game, I thought the pass protection was pretty good. Uh, and they answered the bell. You know, obviously that we talked about a second ago when Saffold went out, Blythe moved over to the left guard and Brown, you know, got to the right guard. One of the sacks happened while he was out because what the Broncos did is they pulled a stunt move and Blythe wasn't ready for it. And so then I guess Whitworth was credited for giving up a sack. But at any rate, I don't think it was the offensive line. I think it was more of how Denver was able to cover our receivers man to man. Cause that's what they did a lot of the game. Yeah. And they did a good job. And like I said last week, this is a, this is a good football team. They're not necessarily great at one thing, but they are good at almost everything. And they proved to be Except able to stop in the run. Except, well, yeah, especially this past week against, uh, a MVP candidate potentially, but their secondary was good, and that created a lot of coverage sacks because the Rams tried to do a, whole, a lot of the uh, long developing plays. You know, that took more time than just your typical two and a half, three seconds. You know, three step, five step drop. You know, so at the end of the day, man, they still they still got pressure with Chubb and uh, Von Miller. Those guys, those two guys are are fearless. I mean, those two guys are scary. And if they can figure out how to get Pot Roast, who used to be in the middle of that defense, who's obviously not there anymore, a guy like that in the nose tackle position, they could, you know, make some noise in the next couple of years, you know, as far as defenses. That defense would be ready to go. The offense, obviously, you know, 
Emmanuel Sanders and Marius Thomas. They heard us. But anyway, uh, speaking of that line and what happened, let's take a quick listen to what McVeigh said and check out what he says about this knowledge when they start throwing these plays out. Um, upon review of, of the, the tape and absent of what you might think you were responsible for, what, what was the problem with the pass protection last night, or at least led to so many sacks? Yeah, really, I didn't think it was at all the pass protection. You know, if you look at the individual sacks, there was a great rush by Chubb on a play action, you know, where, you know, a tight end end up, you know, that's a, that's a tough matchup where a tight end's blocking them. At a longer developing play in the start of the two minute, you know, and then, uh, you know, the two plays where it's a quick game on the night, on the 19 yard line on the third down and three, we end up getting flushed, they make a sack, and then the other one's a bootleg. Uh, and then the last one on the third down in the two minute at the end of the first half, they just did a good job. Jared's climbing up in the pocket, ends up losing a couple yards. But I think ten- the tendency is to have sacks always pegged on the linemen, and I really didn't think they were responsible for really any of them. And and that's the thing. And I thought those guys did a great job uh, being able to get there. They've got great players on the perimeter. They got great edge rushers. Von Miller, we know what a phenomenal player he is. I think Chubb's a top five pick for a reason. He's going to be a great player in this league. And I thought they had a bunch of other guys that affected and influenced the way that you have to go about your plan but I think again it goes back to some of the selections by me and then just trying to be in the framework of the timing and rhythm uh, but I but I do think it's unfair to the linemen to think that those were a result of their actual production when in fact most of those to me are pegged on you know some of the plays and spots that I put our guys in man I love hearing that guy talk he, so smooth he's just he? a whiz he's a whiz kid he, he, he's a boy genius you know he's he, he, the Rams, you know, you look across the league, or, there's a lot of coaches that are out there that, you know, we, we would be a lot worse situation if he, if they were coaching the Rams. So what I'm saying is look at the landscape of the NFL. Would you trade McVay for any of those guys? Nope. Belichick, maybe one, maybe. May, you know, like, but not only do we have one of the best now, He's one of the youngest. No, he's like the youngest. He is the youngest. And his his just his trajectory of his career is just like going one direction right now, which is, you know. It's basically a 90-degree angle. He's gone. He was a nobody, and now he's going straight up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he's, he's man, he's killing it. Um, and it's awesome, great to hear him talking. And, and like you mentioned about the offensive line, um, he, he, he said the same thing that we all saw, was that it, the offensive line did not play that bad. But you just can't block these guys for that long. And I, I think Denver did a really good job of using their strength of their their front four, at least the, the, the ends they have, allowing the secondary kind of sit back, played played off coverage, and uh, you know, basically went for these covered sacks and they got a lot of pressure on the quarterback, and that's kind of where they had the most success in the game. And um, it was it's nice to hear that McVeigh is is not concerned about the offensive line still has confidence in those guys and uh, expects them to play well again this week and they should continue that trend uh but it's obvious that the ram on the radar is todd Gurley. i mean that's not even questionable i mean how good that dude i, I can't stop thinking about what a role that he played you know what i'm saying like yeah. he, he he's he's the uh the guy he was the guy and he's going to be the guy this week I, I think too i think you're going to see more of the run and uh there's a lot of people that are kind of taking shots at McVay about not running the ball enough. Well, uh, you could you could say that they kind of got pass happy. Early, I, I early. don't think so. No, I don't. No, I I'm didn't saying see you that. Could, you could see kind of they, they threw the ball a lot. I mean, they they, they threw the ball a lot every game. Right. But last year when Gaw, when 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 um, Gurley was, you know, right there neck and neck to win the MVP, 
you could see why some people might have been like, you know, we don't want to get away from this guy. He's our, he's our best player. No, for sure. You don't want to get away from him. I, and I get that. But again, when you're scoring 35 points a game, I mean, who, who's yeah. talking, dude? No, it's hard, to, it's hard to complain about that for sure. But, uh, you know, you know it, it, like, like we've said, it's, it's great to see the Rams get back to Todd Gurley. He, he's the best back in the league. Um, there's some other really good backs, but Todd Gurley would be, in my opinion, the best. If back you don't have, if you don't have, uh, Todd Gurley on your fantasy squad and you have to face that dude every week, you're already going to be down 20 something points. Well, it depends on which league you're in, but you know, cause he catches the shit. You're out right, of you already well. don't matter, dude. It's 30. I'm saying it's probably 30. So, all right. But for me this week, my Ram on the radar. Robert Woods, dude, had <laughs> right there. Yeah, he, you know, just, just steady Eddie, Mister Consistent. We talked about him a couple weeks ago. God, you just love what he brings you because because you know he can he can beat press coverage. Um, he's fast enough to 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 get downfield and beat you over top. He's he's skilled enough route runner to 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 kind of eat you up in the middle of the field and he catches everything. So Robert Woods, man, has really made a home for himself in this offense. And when you got Cup and and like last week you had Brandon Cooks, those guys are dealing with some injury stuff. You you know what you're going to get out of Robert Woods every week. And uh, man, he's turned into a really, really good player. He's been fun to watch. Love, love Robert Woods. And I remember when we signed him, I loved it too because I, I recall going back and watching some of the Buffalo tape and he just wasn't used correctly in that offense. That's all that was, man. Like, And that's when they had Sammy Watkins over there demanding the ball like his rookie year. Remember that? He was... I need some more touches, and Robert Woods was still there, and he just wasn't really a known commodity for that offense, and now he comes over here, and he's like, this dude, you can't cover him either. You I mean, you cannot do it because of the, all those attributes you just said. Dude can run the routes. Dude can make pretty much every catch, excuse me, although... There was a couple of balls that were thrown low in front of uh, the safeties uh, against Denver that Hit him in the hands. Probably should have caught it, but he didn't catch it. But that doesn't really matter because he does literally catch almost everything. And you said it best. His route running skills are awesome. But uh, what did you think of Goff this game? Uh, not his best game. You know, um, I just he's not going to play elite every game. You, no. you compare him against the night against Minnesota, and that was like one of the best quarterbacking jobs all year any team right so um i thought he he did enough to win i think that it's good to see him um find a way to win the game when he doesn't necessarily play his best it's like watching a pitcher you know you're not you're not always gonna have your best stuff with you right but those those guys that can will you to a win and i think he's showing some of that grit yeah um now it's always nice to turn around and hand it to Todd early that's a that's a great luxury <laughs> to have sure um but you know, I, I still feel very good about him, man. He's going to get you into the right play. Um, it seems like him and McVay are, are on the same page. And, you know, I think that um, I think he's going to have a better week this week against the Niners. He should uh, because that, that defense doesn't quite have the talent, uh, in my opinion, that Denver had. And Darian Stewart, ex-Ram, you know, safety for Denver, played a pretty good game. Bradley Roby played played a pretty good game. Obviously, Nick Chubb, Von Miller, who we've already said, but their linebackers were just so absent. I mean, I didn't hear Danny Trevathan's name mentioned one time. 
I didn't hear hardly anybody's name mentioned one time. It was always the safety coming up and making a play or chasing Todd Gurley. Right. Uh, but yeah, golf, it wasn't his perfect self. I mean, it just wasn't that. But um, at the end of the day, dude, I've said at the end of the day like 10 times already. At the end of the day, he did enough to win, as you said. For sure. So do you think there's anything, and, and um, I'm not huge on like questioning coaching and stuff like that as a coach and grew up in a, in a, under, you know, a coach's son and all that stuff. But do you think it's something McVay could have done to kind of get golf going in a better rhythm? Do you think maybe certain plays or, you know, you tell me your opinion on, on that whole, the whole deal. I mean, maybe a couple, but again, dude, I, I have to give the credit to the defensive secondary of Denver. They played that well against our receivers. They really did. And they picked the poison. They say, all right, we're going to stop the pass because the Rams are a pass team first. Even though everyone knows that they're terrible against the run, they did stop the pass for the majority of the game. I mean, they let a couple of big th- time, big time throws go, one with Brandon Cooks in particular. And uh, But I, I don't want to sit here and say that no, McVeigh should have called a different play. He should have done something different. I mean, there was one where Josh Reynolds was headed to the sideline to on, on a particular route, an out route, deep out, and Goff put it in a tight window, which he's been doing all season long. And their DB just made an outstanding play, and it ended up hitting Reynolds in the face mask. And there you go. You turn the ball back over, and they get a pick after you just got a pick. Yeah. So, I, I, again, I don't think that McVay is is getting away from the run or the pass like some guys and some people, you know, want to look at it that way. McVay acknowledges when he makes a mistake. And if that dude says on on record that I made a mistake, then Dad Gilman, I believe it. And I had believed it before that because watching the game, he was tapping us up on the chest right after the play. It was like, hey, man, that's on me. That that touchdown they just scored, that's on me. And that's that's why you want to play for the guy like that. Yeah. Uh, in, in a league that you know coaches and uh, quite often are, are looking out for themselves. And it's, it's nice to have a guy that's willing to you know say, hey, that's on me. I, I got you guys, and uh, I'll, I'll get it right next time. So, the red zone deficiencies are still kind of lingering, and I don't know if that's. I mean, that definitely has something to do with play calling, naturally. If not yeah, being able to I mean, score in the red calling, zone, play calling and, and execution. Sometimes you know, you know, the play is a good play, but you know we haven't been executing. So who's that on? Is it on the player or is it on the coach? So there's you can always do that yin and yang, you know, conversation. Absolutely, but, yeah. Uh, you know, the fact is the Rams are six and zero. It's always nice to try to learn from your mistakes after a win, after yep. six of them. Um, this is what we're seeing is something that championship teams have done in the past. When you see these these like the Patriots, easy example, just beat the freaking Chiefs on a freaking high scoring game geez. that was outrageously fun to watch. I mean, but they that's the type of championship caliber team, and the Patriots have been doing that for years. That you are what you're witnessing from the Rams right now. That's what you're seeing. Yeah, and and for a, a piece of good news. They're going to get their championship-type kicker back this week. And that's a huge thing. I mean, Santos, he you know he went three for four. He's cut. He, he missed the long one. They cut him. But they cut him today. And Greg the Leg is going to be reunited 
with his squad mates. And that's a big boost, in my opinion. I mean, you could say, yeah, the Rams are putting up a lot of points. Absolutely. But the 48 yarders or 52 yarders that nobody else can seem to hit, Ficken nor Santos, you're going to get that back from Greg Ouellette. You know, Santos, I guess he filled, filled his void, filled the role there. But, man. You know, you're just like, I, I'm so happy to have Greg Leg back. Even watching the first kick of the game for Santos this past weekend, the ball came out like a knuckleball. It just does, it doesn't have the same flight. Um, you know, like I said, we should have got Roberto Aguayo. We'll, we'll, we'll keep it moving. <laughs> but, you know, it, it, hopefully Greg, Greg Leg's back. I'm reading here. It says there's a chance he could be back. No, he is back. So it seems like he is back if they're going ahead and cutting cutting the guy they brought in to, to fill his spot while he Thank was out. Thank you, Santos. Appreciate Santos, you listening to the Rampage Radio podcast. Santos, and, hey, you holler at your boy. Hit me up. Uh, tag us. That's right. Tag us on the Twitter. We we'll see you down the line we'll, somewhere else. We'll hang out. We'll, I'll buy you a beer. Actually, you, got a, you still owe me a beer. Well, it's early in the week. We still early. Okay, I'm glad I remember that. <laughs> uh, the kicking game, though, Johnny Hecker, man, still planting fools inside the ten yard line. That's what he does. Still doing it. I love the way he kicks it on the side, where like it will bounce and kick to the right or to the left. Like that is, you know, they weren't doing that in this game. What up to two, three years ago, you never saw that. Now he's got it mastered, where he he can kick it. He's literally holding the ball sideways and then he's spinning it sideways so that way when it lands. And no other punter's doing that. He 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 he's checking it up like a wedge in golf. Dude's dude's priceless, and that's why. And even Jake McQuaid, who never gets his name talked about anywhere, still long snapping, Pro Bowl long snapper. No one even knows what he's doing. That's, and he's that's a good that's sign. A, that's a great sign. <laughs> that's a great and sign. he's still getting downfield and trying to make a tackle. Yeah. Because they don't get to get on the field much anymore like they did the past, you know, five years. No, they, they look forward other than to last it, uh, year. So look forward to getting out there and make plays. So Yep. And that leads to the defense, man. No, nah, real uh, quick, uh, in other news, um uh, I was looking here on Twitter. The Rams have signed Nick Williams. Oh, wide okay. receiver Nick Williams to provide some depth. Um, these this the wide receiver units down to only four guys right now. You got Cooks, you got Woods, you got Josh Reynolds and Kadero Hodge. You don't know what Cup's going to be this week, so no, yeah, we well, do know he ain't playing. Okay, well you do know I didn't. So know. I, I want to see personally. I want to see Kadero Hodge out there, man. That'd be nice for him to to make a few plays, catch the damn ball. He was making some plays in the preseason. You remember? Yeah. I mean, I dude, dude is making some plays. And I said he looked like Robbie Anderson kind of, which he's not as tall. He's not as tall. He, he Robbie Anderson is like 6'2", and he's like 5'11". He's like my height, Kadir Hodge, and he's thin. Well, anyway. And he's a model. Nick, <laughs> Put him on the field. Nick Nick Williams um, has got some familiarity. Familiarity. I can't even talk. Guys, this is what happens when you have a newborn, okay? You don't get to sleep. You're all the time tired, so it sounds like a cop out. But ain't nobody studying you, man. Go ahead, you, on. Your boy is struggling here, um, but he's familiar with the system. He he's been with McVeigh before uh, when when they were in Washington. So you know, not not a bad fit. We'll see what happens. I'm sure he's only going to be quality depth here, especially this week. And hopefully, we'll get cut back sooner rather than later. But as you're saying, let's kick it on the other side of the ball. Let's get to the defense. Um, defense played stout, especially early. Um, we got kind of lucky there. The first TD, when, when um, Manuel Sanders catches the TD, he rolls into the end zone. They ruled that he was down. He was down. Yeah, he was down. Okay. And uh, you know he had the taunting penalty. Stupid. That uh, ended up putting them back on the 16-yard line. And uh, that just, you know, 
on a third string corner who's filling in, who's actually been playing pretty good in Troy Hill. So I understand that this game is competitive, but there's a certain things that, you know, certain things you can say and not say when you're right in front of an official for yeah. crying out loud. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, that, that stuff doesn't really bother me. I mean, it's not, it's not ideal, but who knows? Maybe, maybe our guy was talking shit to him all game and, and Emmanuel Sanders all won. game is like the first quarter. I mean, you don't know. You don't know. So, um, you know, that worked out really well for the Rams. And, um, you know, I felt like watching this game, especially early, we got exactly what we wanted out of our D tackles. I mean, once again, you're, you're getting Donald. Uh, I think it was on one of the first. Look couple, out now. Them dudes starting to heat one up, One of the man. first couple series, he got like back-to-back holding calls. And it was like, knocked them out of field goal range. And it was like, yeah, he didn't get a sack. And the ball got, got thrown away. But... It, that's 30 yards basically he, he's pushing them back just because they can't block his ass and that's you know it's, he's the man he's fun to watch him and sue too and uh dude and michael brockers had a big day yeah uh, the guy was the guy was all over the place he was taking on double teams donald's taking on double teams what's so awesome w- w- to watch is how wade he'll put sue out on the outside on each side of donald and donald and vice versa donald was lined up on the outside a couple times too but you know what he did differently this this week i saw sue dropping into coverage a lot yeah no one's uh no one's really uh expecting that he's gonna maybe he'll he'll get his hands up tip a ball or something but um yeah wade wade's been been pretty unique and pretty um you know adventurous you could say but moving those guys around on the front but as long as you have don in the middle and you, and you got sue right there next to him um you're gonna really allow your linebackers to run around and, and hit people and and luckily the denver have broncos had case keenan back there who can move a little bit uh because you you gotta know the statue back there that dude's getting sacked a bunch of times yeah he, he was he, he's been doing that his whole career dodging sacks and moving around the pocket um but he's still inaccurate which he's been doing that a lot of his career too Wow, he's he he had it. He got paid. He got his money. He had that one year, and he should have. He's he's a good guy. Good guy. Yeah, I mean, I'm happy for him, but don't do it against the Rams. Or we'll, yeah. <laughs> well, he didn't do it against the Rams. He did a little bit because you have to give credit to Denver's receivers. Those guys played well. They, I mean, Emmanuel Sanders. He, you know, like you just mentioned from one of the er- earlier snaps, he freaking beat Troy Hill straight up. You know, and that guy was, he was present. He got like 117 reception yards and a touchdown. And then you talk about Demarius Thomas with the, when he drug his feet in the end zone late in the game. Yeah. Stud. So, I mean, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And, and then Cortland Sutton, who we talked about, the second round draft pick we've been talking about the last few podcasts, his name's come up. That dude was pretty good too. So they, they've got some playmakers and Philip Lindsay was almost absent though. I mean, we, we shut that run down Yeah, and that was, you and I talked about it. We was like, Hey, this is going to be a week where the Rams can bounce back on defense. And although they gave up some passing yards, uh, because we know that secondary is a little suspect, they clamped down on the run, man. And it, it showed in a lot of ways. Uh, and honestly, when you were up 20 to three, Going into the fourth quarter, you know, you're feeling really good about how that defense that defense played as a whole. And there's still not a lot of pass rush, though, from the outside. And, and you know, Rams fans have been saying it all over the place. that That's still kind of a glaring weakness. And, you know, we may get Obo Okoronkwo back this week. Nice job on that name, yeah. bro. Uh, But the D-line, you know, like I said, they drop him back in zone. Guys are moving around. And this is just a testament to Wade's genius. 
approach with this squad because obviously the the deficiencies are in the pass rush for the Rams right now, and he's hiding those decently well uh, without Talib and you know you know other guys having to step step into play. He's hiding the outside pass rush, you know. Well, in my opinion, what do you see by that? Yeah, you know, I just think he's just trying to get what he can out of those guys. I mean, at the end of the day, we're gonna we're gonna have to have somebody step up. We need, we need Oboe to come in and make an impact. We need the John Franken Myers to come in and make play. We need somebody to set the edge and, and put some pressure, um, you know, on the quarterback from the outside because they, they they know they're 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 getting one on one matchups out there almost every time. I mean that we got to have somebody get a win, especially in a third third down situation. Um, and these guys getting passing downs, we should be able to pin our ears back and at least pressure the quarterback from the outside. We're, we're not seeing it a lot right now. Um, so that's something that we're, we're gonna... seeing flashes of it from from Ibukam and and John Franklin Myers and guys like that. Even Ethan Westbrooks, who's always been a very good backup guy down in the uh, middle of that line. But yeah, we're we're getting there almost, but almost a count, as they say. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it's just one of those things where you got to figure it out. You got to figure out how you can generate a pass rush because. I don't know if you know. There's talks within the Rams brass about going out and getting somebody or wait and see approach. No one really knows what that looks like, but you know, in Wade and in McVeigh and in Les Snead, we trust. Yeah, I mean, and, and and it'll also help when we get to lead back. So you know, the the back end helps us the, the front end a lot. And if, for sure, yeah. and those the, no no not interrupt you, but those those corners that. Uh, they they stepped up and they did a better job against those good receivers. As I said, you know, again, credit those receivers because those, those guys are good players. But with Tlaib out there, you know, it's obvious that we're still missing him. I mean, that's apparent, I think. And whether or not, you know, Peters is 100% or not, uh, he looked like he was better, you know, two nights ago, I guess you could say now. But he's still a little banged up. Uh, but you're winning without Tlaib, and the depth is pretty good as we expected. We expected the depth of the cornerback position and the secondary to be good, and they have been. So, uh, but overall, it was a great win. Uh, I was hoping that we would win by more, and uh, that's especially because of the game that we picked, which we'll get into too for the easy money. But great win. That's what championship teams do. We're six and zero, like we mentioned. Uh, we appreciate you guys listening to the Rampage Radio Podcast, and we'll be right back to dive into San Francisco, and we'll take a quick break. Catch a wave, they'll be sitting on top of the world. You're listening to Rampage Radio Podcast. And we are back. Back on the Rampage Radio Podcast, hanging out, as we always do. Not always. We hey, this is the new normal, man. What are you talking about? I well, I'm try, I'm still trying to get used to that. I guess technically we are hanging out like we always do and always have, being on the same podcast at the same time. Clearly, but being in the same room, I'm still getting used to that, dude. That's that's fresh still. Yeah, we're hanging out. We're uh, peeking in on a little little playoff baseball right now. We got the Dodgers, Brewers out in L.A. They're just getting going early on. Um, don't don't tell them the score like I, I did because everyone's gonna find that out. The Dodgers are winning, I'll say that. <laughs> but um, you know we're big baseball guys, so we, we we peeked in on the the uh, the Boston Astros series. And sh- hey, shout out to my boy Colin McHugh, Colin McHugh, Astros pitcher, his bullpen guy. He's been with him for this is uh, third year, I believe. 
And uh, yeah, so he got himself a World Series ring last year. Hopefully, they can go back to back. And uh, yeah, he's. Uh, Are you pulling for Houston? I mean, I'm pulling for Colin. You know, so you know, you know. I don't know. I guess, I guess so. I don't have really a dog in the fight. Otherwise, the Dodgers don't give a shit about. Um, some of these, some of you guys listening might be Dodgers fans. I, whatever. I'm not. You guys are loaded. You guys are probably going to make it to the World Series. Um, but on the American League, Boston, uh, you know, it's, it's tough to dislike them unless you're a Yankees fan because they got some good players. <laughs> um, so, you know, I, I guess you could say I'm pulling for them. Um, yeah, we are going to dive into San Francisco now. Uh, San Francisco just got off a really tough loss last night, actually, Monday Night Football. They're in Lambeau. And, uh, man, they played they, well. They played well. They did. And, um, nobody expected that. No way. And they came, they came ready to play. They, they, um, damn, their, their quarterback did, did decent, man. He was out here chucking the ball around a little CJ bit. CJ Beathard, where you at? CJ did his thing. Um, we know that Shanahan's an, an elite offensive mind. Yeah, that's true. So it's going to be interesting. You know, you hit that Shanahan versus Wade battle. Um, trying to you know figure out how to stop each other, uh, and Matt Breda, like who who, Matt Breda. I mean, I know who Alfred Morris is, but Matt Breda, Matt Breda was out here. He looked he looked quick, man, very fast. He he looked really fast, and uh, you know, it just just goes to show you, man. This is this is they get paid to play too, you know, and and even though the the, the Packers were missing a bunch of wide receivers and a bunch of players. Aaron Rodgers, bro, is doing his thing. This, Man, is, this is what he does. And well, so. he's got Devontae out there too, bro. Who's he's got Devontae, but he was missing Allison um, and Geronimo Rand- and Randall Cobb. So he didn't have all of his guys, and they, they found a way to win, which is great for us, you know, being in the division here. Um, but it'll be interesting to see. For me, the guy who stood out, Goodwin. Oh. Okay, he wide receiver, so fast, man. elite speed. He, he he just he reminds me of uh, Lockett from Seattle. They you can bet your bottom dollar they're going to do the same thing Seattle did to us. Yeah, they're going to try to get him down the field deep, maybe on Peters. You know, hopefully that's a matchup that 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 will be okay in, especially with Peters. You know, getting some good film on him and watching you know his mistakes against Lockett last week. But uh, that guy, you know, he could change the scoreboard quick. So uh, he's a guy for me that the Rams have got to key in on, and hopefully they'll have a good game plan to, to keep him from impacting the game. Well, the way that the secondary played against Denver, uh, Marcus Joyner and John Johnson looked cohesive. The most uh, Sean were McVay, the, he, were they he, yelling at each other? No, they weren't yelling at each other. And uh, Sean McVay, actually, if you go listen to the 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 interviews on therams.com he said this is probably Joyner's most complete game that he's had this season yeah uh, well against Denver and so hopefully they can carry that same momentum and John Johnson's got a pick thanks to my man dude Corey Littleton yeah he's still good. doing two pass breakups two this game against the last game against Denver that guy is playing very well in this defense and uh, he, that guy, ain't nobody removing him from his spot, straight up. I mean, that dude, he's going to be in there all season long. And we're going to need him this week because you said Marquise Goodwin scares you. You know, the guy that scares me, Breda. Breda. I, I, I mean, dude, it's, it's the, I know we shut down the one of the best running teams in the league this past week, but 
you can understand that the 49ers are going to try and establish the run. They have to. Do you think, uh, we'll go back to Littleton here. Do you think Littleton will be matched up against George Kittle? Because Kittle's been balling. Dude, he's been very he's a, good. He's a really good player, man. And but to answer your question, no. That's going to be Mark Barron all day long because he yeah. can cover. Yeah. Mark Barron is probably one of the best, if not the best, covering linebacker in the game for the past few years. He's not necessarily that plug the gap and hit you in the hole and tackle for loss type dude. Although he can do that too, because that dude brings the heat when he comes down the hill, you know, but he's going to be on George Kittle. I mean, you might see Littleton play, you know, be matched up against him a few times, but Wade's going to have his boy Baron on Kittle the majority of the game. Yeah. I promise you that because of what he's done. I mean, he's gotten 27 receptions for 429 yards. He's averaging 15.9 uh, yards per reception, and he's got a touchdown. So you talk about a security blanket. That dude's a stud, man. And uh, C.J. Bellers is going to be looking for his way a lot because tight ends – in the past, have hurt this Rams defense. Yeah, and you know, on seam routes and going up the middle, and you know it's still you still see a lot of success with that against this team, even now. So that's the guy that you have to worry about too, and it's mainly those two. It's mainly those two. Breda, no three. Excuse me, Breda, Kittle, and your boy Goodwin. So that's what you're looking for from from offense, and their offensive line is. Pretty good. I mean, obviously, they still got Joe Staley still in there, man. That dude's been in the league a long time. First ballot. And, <laughs> I mean, their offensive line is is not bad, but it ain't great. Uh, as long as they do it, it was good the other night. But uh, we'll see. Well, hopefully, we'll see the Rams continue to do what they're going to do on defense down the trenches. Which they, they're heating up, as I said, dude. They're heating up. Yeah, they really are. Um, so, what, what about San Francisco's defense? Anyone over there? You know, they got Sherman now. Um, you know, this is the first time for me actually watching their game last night. He played okay. I don't think he really, really stuck out of me. Um, I, I got I, his numbers are still really good. Yeah. I mean, he's, you know, the one thing that, that, that caught my attention for him last night is there was a play late in the game. Um, and this is when, uh, Green Bay was, was trying to, you know, go down for the winning score and, Sherman basically was telling the other DBs in the secondary, like, hey, no, move over. Let me guard Devontae Adams. Oh, I remember Adams. seeing that. I was like, man, this guy is such a stud. I, but then he had that huge penalty yeah. that kept the drive alive. Yeah, man. that was, that was, that was, uh, and you know, I, I, I honestly, I didn't agree with that penalty. I didn't think that was, a. Uh, that was enough to to flag. I mean, he they, they kind of collided. His the arms kind of hooked a little bit, but it didn't look to me like he was holding on to the guy. It looked like they just kind of got tangled up there. But yeah, um, you know, otherwise on defense, I think the Rams are are going to be able to score on them. Um, hopefully, Goff will be back to playing his his best game, and and maybe Cooks can can get down the field. Do, do you think Cooks is gonna? be blanketed by Sherman all game? No, I think... He's staying on that I, I one side, right? Yeah, he's going to stay on that one side. He's kind of always done. Yeah, exactly. Uh, because Cooper Cup won't be playing this game. Put the speedster Hodge out there who, like I said, man, give this dude a chance. I mean, I like Josh Reynolds. I'm not saying don't, don't put Josh Reynolds out there. But Josh Reynolds, you know, he had a good game when, when those guys got hurt, you know, against Seattle 
But I, I don't know. I just want to see Hodge, man. I want to see what he's got. Give the man an opportunity to make some plays. I mean, put two speedsters out there in Cooks and Hodge, and that secondary is going to have their hands full. Uh, but I, I, the guys I'm kind of looking out for, DeForest Bunkner and Eric Armstead. Yes. Those two guys are good players. Bunkner, man, he's been he's been making plays. Four and a half sacks he's, already he's, this he's year. Getting, he's getting in the backfield on the regular. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, those, and they're big, dude. Those guys are like 6'6. Six, six. Yeah. Both of them. It's crazy to think that. Armstead's 6'7. Yeah. The, those guys. Um, and then they have the the guy, um, and I'm, his name's blanking on me, Solomon. The oh, other dude. Solomon the, Thomas. Yes. And yeah. he, he's a monster, too. So they, they got some young, good players up front. It's, it's crazy to think that that team is one and five after watching them last night. That's because they haven't been playing like what they did last That's night. True. And, and then you lose your quarterback. Uh, Garoppolo, that you and lose. they they got some pieces though. You're, we're talking about the defense, yeah. Obviously, Garoppolo is a huge part of that stuff. But dude, Beathard's been playing well. It's not like he's a scrub at this point. But going, you know, stay sticking with their defense. They got you still got like Ruben Foster, Malcolm Smith, who hadn't played that much. Jimmy Ward, who was a highly touted, you know, safety coming out or, and can play the the nickel corner slot too, man to man. But the, the Rams, I mean, they're just so hot on offense right now that I just don't think San Francisco uh, has a whole lot to, to you know, what, the problems to pose to this Rams unit as a whole is not very great, and especially against the best offensive line. And you could say, yeah, five sacks, man, man. They, they got after the quarterback. Well, you're talking about, again, having Bradley Chubb and Vaughn Miller. They don't have that on this team. And they don't have those guys. And so I, I just think that the, the Niners defense is in trouble. Um, and, and, it's, and I think it's going to show early. What do you think about the, the line of this game, man? I mean, um, rule of thumb for me and, and a lot of people that I know that like to gamble in these games and um, I didn't even know we didn't have a great week last week. But <laughs> usually when you, when you see a line plus 10 or more you know it's it's been kind of a tradition or or it's kind of a theory that we have is to to take the the points if it's double digits you know it's nfl salary cap league all all the teams are supposed to be you know eight and eight that's what that's what it's kind of made to be um now obviously things affect that right 10 points is a lot 10 points a lot of points man on the road down there um what's your what's your thoughts on that well Apparently Vegas or whoever that line is from is early in the week as you as we we talked about before the pod. So I don't know where you got that line, but early on with it being ten points, whoever made that line thinks that San Francisco is going to come back down to earth a little bit from that Monday night game. Yeah, especially against this Rams team, who is, in my opinion, better than the Green Bay Packers squad that currently sits out there and did what they did. But I don't know. 10 points is a lot of points. Um, I think the Rams are going to do it. (laughs) I I just do, man. Again, the offense is so talented, and I expect nothing less than at least. I'm going to back it down instead of saying 35 points because they scored 23, and they could have scored more. But because they only scored 23 this past week, which obviously not knocks the average down a little bit, I'm still going to say they can score 30 plus. So I'm not really concerned. I'll take the Rams. You know, when we get to that 
I'm well. I'll just say it now. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take the Rams. I'm gonna take that game. You think they're gonna cover yeah, that? Yeah, they're 10 gonna points. cover that. I don't. I don't think that's even gonna be close. Is there anything else that you're thinking about that pops off in your mind about this San Francisco team? Uh, oh, Gold Robbie Gold got hurt with a groin injury. Oh he yeah, saw that. Wow, what is with these kickers going down, man? It's these crazy. kickers are not good this year. Yeah, kicking is bad this year. Yeah, it is. It it's is. not. I mean, dude, it's a problem. Yeah, <laughs> for a lot of teams. Yeah, a Falcons kicker, Matt Bryant Matt went Bryan. down. I mean, now he went down. <laughs> he's down. So, um, no, as far as San Francisco, my thing here is this, let's just, you know, kind of kick them while they're down, right? That's, that's, we're, right. We're, yeah. we're, we're, we're the team that's beat, winning the division by a long shot. Let's, let's not slip up against a game that, against a team. Is that it, would this be considered a trap game? Well, I mean, it depends on who's next. On the According schedule. to the line, it looks like it's a trap game. A trap game for me is when you're kind of like you're overlooking them. You overlook. Who do we got next? I'm I'm one game at a time, guy. What do we? Who do we got next year? We got. Oh, uh, uh, you talking about next week? Yeah, we got Green Bay. Okay, so you got you got Green Bay next week. You know, it, I don't think Green Bay is the Green Bay that that they were in the last couple of years. That's pretty obvious. So yeah, we um, still got Aaron Rodgers. As you so said. it could be a trap game, but it's hard to. to to pick a division game as a trap game. This is a division game. You know, you, you, these are, these carry a lot of weight in what would happen. So I don't think it's a trap game. Uh, I would not be shocked if the Niners covered. Maybe that's a little recency bias because they played good last night. But um, no, I, I wouldn't be shocked either because of what you just said. It's a division game and they played a really good game against the Packers. And, you know, no one expected them guys to be in that game. Yeah, and that, but they were. They were, and and um, and ten points is a lot of points. Ten points is a lot of on points. the road. So I, I think the Rams are, are definitely going to get a win. Uh, the, the only question is if they're going to cover that spread. So I'm excited to watch them. You know, hopefully uh, we'll get rolling again on 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 offense, and you know, keep, more like keep it rolling, keep this thing going, man. I mean, uh, we got a lot good thing going right now. If if you believe in the jinx, you know, don't do something stupid. Stick with it. Speaking of keeping it rolling. We just gave you the Rams game, and according to the music you hear, we're going to hit it right now. Easy money, here it comes. Let's go. All right. Easy money this week. Let's uh, recap last week, which... Uh, smooth operator. That was a smooth operation right there. Mm. Roll right into it. Okay. Yeah, totally was. Uh, shout out, JC. <laughs> um, all right, so let's go over it. UGA doll username on the Georgia Four first seventy four year old dude. That's his username. <laughs> UGA doll. That's not it, actually. It's, J- it's not. What is it? JC dog. Oh, okay. Well, still seventy five year old dude on the forum. He's That's older than that. He's well. He's, he's living like he's seventy-five. That's I don't know. He's trying. All right. So easy, easy money this week or last week. We had the Rams. Uh, they did not cover in Denver. They, they looked great for a while. Uh, they kind of let Denver get back in the game there. So they did not cover. Uh, Falcons minus three. That hit. Next one. Patriots versus Kansas City. Three points. That was a push. Jacksonville laid a huge egg. So that was a miss. Big time. Dallas they came out of bad. nowhere and all of a sudden looked like a good team again. And Why? Ezekiel Elliott. Ezekiel, I mean, the whole team played good. I mean, they, they they moved the ball up and down in Jacksonville. Did not see it coming. 
classic game right there that just shows Did you see you. Jacksonville's uh, uniforms? Yeah. What did you think of that? Loved them. <laughs> it was almost like color rush. I loved them. I, I, that black I, is smooth, I, dude. I, I don't know why. I just, I just, I thought they were, they were awesome. So most, of, most of the time, I'm, I'm not, I'm against those type of uniforms. But something about that teal and that black with that black lid, I was like, man, that looks, that looks clean as hell. Um, <laughs> Too bad their play wasn't that clean. They did not play well, but they'll be all right. Their division's weak. Um, and finally, the Bengals in Pittsburgh. Pissed at myself. Always been a Pittsburgh guy in this matchup. Shout out Steeler Street. Shout out Steeler Street. And, um, you know, so I took the Bengals. You said, you said, last week, you said, I'm going to end up kicking myself. Yeah. It's one of those that you just could see it coming. But I've been on the Bengals, and they've been good to me so far. So, um, you know, I watched the end of the game. Bengals had every, every which way to win that game earlier. Pittsburgh, you know, just basically outsmarted them late in the game. And, you saw I saw the last touchdown to to AB. Where was that a penalty on that pick play? Because that was that was a pick. I play. Wasn't, I don't think it was a penalty. They were stacked and he yeah, went to yeah, the inside. I, I mean, agree. I don't think it was either. You no, know, basically what happened? They they were showing the the play where the safety showed blitz. Um, ben Rossberger checked out of it. He brought AB in. He stacked him behind the guy in the slot, and he just ran off of his butt to the insides on a little slant route, and there was an easy easy pick in there. So yep. Um, before that, Bengals were in good shape, but uh, they also did not cover. So we're going to hopefully do better this week. Uh, pick five games here. It's early in the week, so the lines will undoubtedly change. Hopefully, they'll change in the good direction. Um, but Let, Well, here's what I want you to do. If you think that, let's go ahead and pick these games as they are. And at the end of each game we talk about, tell me what you think the line would be since you do this all the time. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, sometimes it won't move. It, it, it only it'll only change. Well, based then, on- then give it a shot if you think it'll move. All right. So starting out, Patriots get you know minus three at Chicago. Patriots minus three at Chicago. Um, I think I'm taking the Patriots no right doubt. now at minus three. Uh, they're entering. You know, you bet till they don't cover mode. Even though they uh, didn't cover last week, they um, they're just playing really good football right now. Um, this Chicago kind of had a letdown in Miami last week. Oh my gosh! Um, they'll be motivated to come back and play better at home. Ain't gonna be enough. But I like the Patriots. Uh, that offense looks like it's rolling. The defense needs it to get a lot better. But they've been that bend don't break forever. Yeah, and last week you play in Kansas City. That they played great in the first half. The second half, Tariq Hill gassed them. Um, so I that guy the, is very good player. I, I like I like the Patriots. Uh, I think that the I think that the the money will continue to pick the Patriots. So I wouldn't be surprised if that line moved up and got bigger. Um, and then what's going to happen is so you're saying getting bigger like minus five, minus six, or something. It won't move that much, but it might go to three and a half, four and a half, four and a half somewhere around there. Um, so Patriots first one number two we got Vikings minus three at the Jets Jets defense playing pretty good Jets are they've won three in a row I mean they're not a bad team but I just think that at some point the Vikings are gonna really get it rolling here and I think that this is a opportunity for them to go into New York and get a dub so I got them. I got them winning by four points all right uh, before I tell you what I think you think that line's gonna move minus three who knows man I don't know that one I don't have a great feel on to be honest with you, I, I, it just depends on what people. If people out there agree with with me and are taking the Vikings, and it'll get bigger. If, if they they don't, they think the Giants are going to cover, then it'll get smaller. So um, hopefully, or the Jets rather. Well, I'm going to tell you, I think I'll take Jets in three points. 
Yeah, at home. Home dog. It's hard to bet against a home and dog. And that defense, like I said, playing, playing pretty well, man. Their defense is, is you know, that I've had them on my fantasy team, which I'm not a huge fantasy guy. No one cares. I know, but hey. <laughs> I, yeah. But the point is, is their defense has been providing points and providing turnovers. They did give up quite a bit of points last week, but I, I don't know. Give me the Jets in three points. Why not? Okay. Uh, all right, next game, uh, Tampa minus two and a half versus Cleveland. Dude, I'm taking Tampa. I got Tampa right there all day. Uh, I think James came back, played really well this week. He got a couple picks as usual, but um, he, he slung it around the yard. <laughs> as usual. Dude, that guy gives you at least five opportunities for interceptions he's every like, game. He, and this is what he does. He's going to throw four touchdowns. He's going to throw two picks. He'll throw one pick. That was like a tip ball, which really was not his fault. And he'll throw one pick that was like an awful pick. That guy's like looking right at him. So he's like, dude, why are you throwing that ball? How did you just throw it about that amount? So um, they just keep waiting for him to figure it out. I will not be surprised though if Cleveland wins this game by touchdown. If I I wouldn't be, I'm taking Tampa, but I'm just saying, like, I wouldn't be surprised if Cleveland were to win this game by a touchdown because Cleveland's defense is legit. Miles Garrett is legit. And Baker Mayfield, he's going to give you an opportunity to win yeah. because of his athleticism. He's a gamer, man. He's they're just good, gamer. dude. They're, they're playing a lot better. They are playing a lot better. They are playing a lot better. I just, I think Tampa being uh, at home this week. They could week, be 4 and 2 right now. Well, they could be 6 and 0 right now. Well, well so that's only the Rams. If you're looking at it like that, and forever. Yeah, everyone can be. <laughs> sure. All right. So, Tampa, we're both taking Tampa here. Yep. Yeah. All right. Next game, we got Atlanta minus 5.5 versus the Giants. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's just being here in Atlanta. I think the Giants are absolutely reeling right now. Somehow the Falcons are going to have to stop Saquon Barkley. But uh, I think the uh, Atlanta, oh, Atlanta, no. Atlanta's offense is 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 uh, is powerful, man. That very you know. They got Where hold- was this last year? What happened? Two thousand sixteen MVP Matt Ryan, right? Last year. <laughs> Did that offense exist? Now it's MVP Matt Ryan again, and you don't even have Devontae Freeman who's going on IR. Well, what's happening is I, I think last year they just they sucked in the red zone. They, they could not. They, they were off in the red zone. They settled for field goals all year. They turned it over in the red zone. So they they, they moved it yards wise a ton last year, just like they do you know this year and the year four. But they're having a lot more success. Uh, I think I think uh, Steve Sarkeesian staying off the off the bottle up there in the box, and he's. He's put him, put him in some good plays. What's crazy is that Julio has, hasn't scored a touchdown in forever. That's because your boy Calvin Ridley and Muhammad Sanu. Well, who's because they're like rolling three guys at his side every time they get down there into the that end zone. Too, that too, but you can't you can't you know discredit, again, Sanu and Ridley because those guys are catching passes and they're getting opportunities and they're making plays too, man. Yeah, Hooper actually is playing really well too. Yeah, so. he is. He is. That Basically, that offense is very good, which is why they're getting five and a half points. But you don't know what team you're going to get. Uh, no. On defense, like what, what, which Atlanta team is this going to be? Yeah, and, and actually, now that Matt Bryant's out, uh, that you know he's been a huge weapon for them. Um, I'm, I don't know if I don't know I don't I don't feel great about the line, but I, I think the Giants are reeling. I don't I don't think they're very good. Eli is is probably somewhere he's, looking dumb in uh, the camera. Is he going to hang it up soon? You think? I don't know. Eli, I mean Eli. You know, he's just, he's like a puppy out there. I, I don't know. I, I think that 
people are starting to feel sorry for him because you got all his receivers talking shit. ODB's all pissed. Walking off field. Um, you know, just showing their... I, I don't know if he, he... He's already... He's won. He's got two rings. I mean, I don't know where his what his motivations are, but I think that the Atlanta wins by a touchdown and they cover the spread. Uh, finally, last game here, uh, I, was, I noticed that I had, I had all favorites so far, so I had to take one dog. I'm going to take the... New Orleans Saints. Oh, hard dog to take. They're catch. They're catching three points at Baltimore, and uh, I think you know Drew Brees goes up there. Kamara gets going, and I think the Saints go in there and get a win and, and uh, cover that three points. So once again, uh, Patriots minus three, Vikings minus three versus the Jets, Tampa minus two and a half versus Cleveland, Atlanta minus five and a half versus Jets, and the only dog of the week. New Orleans plus three versus Baltimore. You think the New Orleans is going to get it done? I don't think that's a big dog to choose. Uh, and the reason, and I know uh, I Baltimore. Taken, I mean, there's not I many big dogs. I understand, but at the same time, I get it. Okay, you pick the dog that of uh, you know the, the matchup of the team. I understand the concept. Makes absolute sense to me. Uh, but this isn't a hard dog to choose at this point. You know. And okay. Well, the, you choose one. I took the Jets. That's not a hard dog to choose. Well, I mean, neither is New Orleans. New Orleans like one of the best team right now. The Jim and the Rams. It's the same exact line. The Vikings are three point favorite. The Baltimore's three point favorite. So you're not making a very good point here. Three uh, points well, is three well, points. Well, all right. Well, well, while I speak about Baltimore, why don't you find me a game where there's a dog and you let me know? You let me know the line. All right. Well, you, you can take the Titans. They're catching six points against who? The Chargers. No, don't okay. like that at all. Chargers are going to win that game. Okay. And then you got uh, the Bills. You're going to take seven and a half points versus the Colts. I'll take, take that, that one. You like the Bills? Yeah, give me give me that one. Give me the Bills catching seven points against the Colts. I'll, <laughs> I'll gladly take that in, one. In Indy. In Indy. I'll take it. Absolutely. All right. You can have I, that I like one. that one. So, so J-Rob's going to take the Bills taking catching seven points against the Colts. Right. That's what I'm going to take. That's, that's However, your, your dog of the week. Real quick. We'll do a dog of the week from now that's on. That's it. All right. Do, that's it. Dog of the week. Uh, real quickly, though. I'm also taking New Orleans plus three at Baltimore because just because it's not a hard one to choose. Baltimore is is a good team and they're running the ball very well and they're starting to use Jackson in crazy ways, right? So, but New Orleans is just they're too high powered and they're probably going to end up playing the Rams in the NFC Championship. I mean, straight up. Yep. So there we go. That's the easy money this week. Go ahead and call your bookie. Do it. All right, man. So it's been a great show. Always good hanging out. Um, enjoy doing this. You guys make sure you go check us out on Twitter at Rampage Radio Pod. Um, on iTunes, subscribe, hit us up with those five stars. Make sure you go check out Rams Talk at Talk Rams. You know, have a great week. You're on fire with go that. Go Rams. Stay bad and stay bougie, man. All right, deuces. Thank you for listening to Rampage Radio Podcast.
You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand a chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand a chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.